It's Netflix time. Let's bring it Dan Rayburn from Frost Sullivan, principal analyst who's been looking at the stock going into the report. Dan, this has been a brutal, brutal trade for Netflix longs. Can this earnings turn it around? It has. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, this is going to be an interesting earnings. So a couple of key things to look at here. Netflix's ARPU in Q3 of 2021 was $14.68. So I think investors really have to look at the ARPU number more than the projected 8.5 million subs that they think they're going to add in Q4. Most on Wall Street seem to think the consensus is that they're going to miss guidance. But I would look at ARPU. And then obviously we have the, the big news of Netflix raising pricing, but we're not going to see that into the in the numbers in Q4 because they only just raised pricing a couple days ago. But in the Q1 numbers, that's going to be very interesting to see. All right, so that uh, price hike uh, not really going to show up uh, anywhere. What about guidance? I mean, does it uh, have any impact on their estimates? I mean, they're just going to assume that everyone who has Netflix is going to stick around. Um, should we expect them to change their model based on higher prices? Should we as uh, analysts try and tweak our own models based on higher prices? Does it limit subscriber growth? Yeah, it's a great question. So they have almost 214 million subs at the end of Q3 and 34.7% of, of those come from US and Canada. So keep in mind, they've only raised pricing in US and Canada. So that impacts only a, a fraction of their total subs. But the real question you're asking is the good one, which is, are we at a threshold here where their highest, most expensive package is $20? Are we at that threshold of where it just it's too much? And are we going to see a large amount of churn come Q1 from people simply saying just enough is enough? I, I don't know that we have any data previously from their pricing raises to look at that because so far we haven't seen too much impact. But we're now at $20 on the max package, and that's expensive. It's getting pretty pricey. I like to remind folks that uh, here in Chicago, we've also got a Netflix streaming tax, too, so it's a little bit yeah. higher. Uh, so, Dan, all right, what reasonably looks like a trajectory for this stock uh, in an environment where we also are seeing some of these stay-at-home quarantine winners, Peloton and the likes, just getting obliterated? Netflix is looking great compared to some of the stuff in that category, but do they potentially see an Achilles heel in a return to normalcy of our lifestyle? I think they do. I think we all expect the growth of Netflix subs to certainly slow. We saw some of that last year, obviously, coming off the high comps from the, the peak of COVID times. I, I think investors are also looking more at the profitability as well. So there's a lot of talk about HBO Max and some of the other services, but HBO Max's ARPU in Q3 was $11.82. You know, that's that's not close to the nearly $15 that, that Netflix has with ARPU in Q3. So I do think we're going to see a slowdown. I certainly don't think in Q1 we're going to see a large uh, estimate from them in terms of how many net new subs they'll add. Um, I'm thinking it's in the three million range and that's about it. Okay, so this has got to be a, uh, an impressive number by Netflix standards, uh, potentially some uh, competitive uh, pressure in the growth rate going forward. So many new streaming applications. Uh, people are watching Yellowstone on Amazon or Paramount, uh, Netflix. Yeah. Uh, what's the hot show? I mean, uh, Squid Games kind of came and went. Ozark's going to drop tomorrow. I suppose I'll get back on board for that one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the second Squid Squid Games. But you're right, some of the hot shows right now are 1883, uh, you know, the prequel. To yeah, 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 I got to see right? that one. And that's doing amazing, and you can only get a lot of those episodes, the new ones, uh, obviously on, on Paramount Plus on the streaming service. So there's a lot of competition out there, and I think we, all of us as consumers, are at the point now where 
we really have to decide how much money do we want to spend every month and what content is most important to us. Do we know that uh, Netflix is uh, going to try and expand the offering by including games and stuff like that? Is that part of the base case at this point? I think games is already built into the price because, you know, they, they got that boost when they came out and talked about games and everybody thought it was something different than it really was. But uh, I think I think the rumor to watch, and I, it's, it's a rumor, they're not going to do this, but you hear people saying again, okay, well, for Netflix to see growth, they need to add a lower tiered advertising supported subscription model. They're not going to do that. That does not make sense. There's plenty of people who would cancel the service and the amount of money that they would make from advertising would not cover what they would lose from subscription. So. I know there's been some rumors in the last few days, but that's not something we expect them to do. All right, Dan, it, uh, I wouldn't put you in the bull camp uh, right now from what I'm hearing. Yeah, well, you know, fortunately, I don't, I'm not a Wall Street analyst, so I don't have to make these stock picks like some of your other guests. But I look at what's actually being used in the market, what consumers are doing. And when we see all the, the demand out there for consumption of video, the problem that we have and really Netflix has at this point is just the competition is so fierce. Great stuff, Dan. Thanks for the thoughts here and like the objective analysis on the situation. Dan Rayburn, principal analyst at Frost Sullivan.